times. This, this song, boy, it means everything. Amen. I want you to remain standing for just a moment. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter number 3. 2 Samuel chapter number 3. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, we'll have it up on the screen right here, and you'll be able to read it there. Uh, happy, happy Father's Day. Amen. It's good to have all the fathers. Raise your hand. If you're a father in here, raise, raise your hand if you're a, raise it real high so I can see it. Kind of blinded up here with this light. Uh, amen. You can put your hands down. Uh, how many of y'all know uh, uh, bringing a child into this world don't, don't make you a father? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fellas that, that, that think they're somebody uh, because they brought a child into this world, but they forget that that's not the only responsibility they have. Uh, it's, not, it's not the grandparents' responsibility to provide for your child. It's not the government's responsibility uh, to, to, yeah. And, and basically, let me translate that. It's not your neighbor's job because the government takes it from your neighbor. Uh, God says if a man will not take care of his family, he's worse than an infidel, an unbeliever, someone, someone who doesn't even believe in God. But I, I'm glad we've got some fathers in here. We've got some, some men in here and, and some that are trying to be. I, I wish to God I could say I, I've, been, I've been the best one all the time, but I guess that'd be a lie, wouldn't it? How about you? Amen. Uh, there's no doubt we could all say we have regrets and things we wish we could change and do better. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a, 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 a gentleman by the name of David who was a father who had some issues and, and how, how God can and help in that situation. How many of y'all like to be a better father than you were before? Amen? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. 2 Samuel chapter number 3 and verse number 2. 2 Samuel 3 and verse number 2. It says, And unto David were sons born in Hebron, and his firstborn was Amnon of Ahenium, the Jezreelitis, and his second Chiliab of Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite, and the third Absalom, the son of Maacah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur. So we find Amnon, Chiliab, and Absalom, all these sons of David. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we love you this morning again. It's just grateful to be in your house. And God, as we come, God, before the preaching hour, God, I pray you touch Brother Malcolm. Lord, you give him the exact words to say. And Lord, everything that we do today, Lord, we want to bring honor and glory to you. Lord, we thank you for all the fathers, God, that are in here today. But Lord, most of all, we're thankful for our heavenly Father, Lord, for being so good to us and being so kind to us. God, loving us when we were unlovable. Lord, we just thank you today. Your blessings on this service today in Jesus' name. Amen. Just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch And bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew He'd say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cats in the cradle And the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the phone When you're coming home I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. 
turned ten just the other day He said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today I got a lot to do, he said, that's okay And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed And said, I'm gonna be like him, yeah You know I'm gonna be like him the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when We'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then Well, he came from college just the other day so much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you, can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when But we'll get together then, Dad You know we'll have a I've long since retired, my son's moved away I called him up just the other day I said I'd like to see you if you don't mind He said I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids are the flu But it's your nice talking to you, Dad It's been your nice talking to you And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me He'd grown up just like me My boy was just like me And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when But we'll get together then, Dad We're gonna have a good time then That's a sad song. Sad. And the reason it's so sad is because it's so real. It's so real. The phrase in that song that stands out to me, uh, when, when I first heard it, 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 I, it just, I mean, just like light bulbs all around this phrase. At the end of the song, he said, I realized my boy was just like me. My boy was just like me. You know, there, there, there are places and things in our life that uh, we want them to be a chip off the old block, don't we? We want them to be, you know, boy, he's just like his old man or, 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 or you know, they take after their, their father. But I, I would have to say the parts of our lives that's like that's probably pretty small. Probably the most of the things that we look at and that we see, we don't want them to be. I don't want them to have this area in their life. I don't want them to struggle with this situation. And I don't want them to go through that. I don't want them to be like me when it comes to this. I don't want them to have an, uh, a, an anger issue like I I don't want them to have a, a, a issue with, are y'all with me? Say amen. 
And whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, I wish fatherhood was all about going fishing and I wish fatherhood was all about uh, playing ball. I wish fatherhood was all about going to the drag strip or going to the racetrack. Or, I, I wish that was, that, was, that was all fatherhood was about. But I've come to find this out, that fatherhood is about example and influence. It's the example that we live, we live in front of them and the influence that that has on their life. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Here we, here we began the message talking about David. David, David, uh, as you read the, the, the word of God, you find so many places where dude is an awesome character. I mean, I mean, even as a young man who followed God and worshiped God and believed in God, he did some cool things. I mean, kills a lion, kills a bear. He goes down when all of the army is scared to death. They won't do anything. They're sitting up in a mountain scared in their tents. Even the king of Israel won't get down there and do something. He goes down into a valley and kills the giant. Are y'all with me? I mean, this dude is awesome. He is recorded as the sweet psalmist of Israel. God, God has recorded that David did all that was in God's heart for him to do. No greater king probably for the nation of Israel than David uh, uh, until Jesus, you know, until he reigns. Jesus is ultimately the, the, the greatest king. But here we have King David and all the great exploits of his life. Do you know you can, you can be a great person and a poor example? You can be a great person who accomplishes great things. Who, uh, it's amazing to me the people that have, have been evangelists and have won the world and lost their kids. Because you can be a great person and a poor example. And here we find David in his life, and I'm not going to get on David's case because uh, I, I've, I've, I've done found out I've got too many issues in my own life to be too critical about somebody else. But David, even in all of his glory, even in all of his goodness and all the things that he'd done, he had, he had another side. He had issues in his life, just like you and me. You know, sometimes, sometimes we do young people a disservice by, by not explaining everything about Bible characters. You know, Noah built an ark, but he got drunk too. Hey, Abraham, he was, he was you know, he was, we call him Father Abraham, and he did great things by faith. He did all those things, and he's a you know, great example of faith. But he lied about his own wife to save his own skin. He was a weasel. Elijah called down fire from heaven. I mean, come on, called down fire from heaven, consumed the fatted calf, had an awesome revival. And this dude is awesome. Stopped the rain and started the rain by his prayer. How I many of y'all done that? He does all of those great things and gets run off by one threat from a woman. There's nothing that will put you in depression like a woman. Amen. <laughs> Hey, I'm just reading the Bible, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> One woman put him in depression, wanted to die suicidal. Peter walked on water, but he cussed and denied Jesus too. One of the coolest verses I ever found in the Bible that helped me, because when you're growing up in Sunday school, and, and, and see, uh, I don't know about y'all, but these kids nowadays, they're spoiled rotten. I mean, if you've gone up into techno town up there, they have technology out of this world. And if they didn't make me be out here with you old people, I'd be up there with them. 
I mean, they have 3D stuff. I mean, it's in real life, and I, it is unbelievable. We had flannel graph. And, and, and they would put these flannel graph characters on, and they'd tell their story. And I, honest to God, my, my, most of my life, I'm thinking, I'll never be like that. I couldn't be that good of a Christian. I couldn't have that much faith. And, and then I read a verse in the Bible that talked about Elijah in the New Testament that said, this is what it said, he was a man of like passions as we are. He prayed and the rain stopped. He prayed again and the rain started. But it said he was a man of like passions as we are. Let me translate that in Alabama talk. That means he put his britches on just like you and me. That means he had issues just like you and me. He had weaknesses just like you and me. And I'm thinking, woo, amen. That's wonderful. David had issues. David was a great man, but he was a poor example to his kid. If you read the story, if you read the story, uh, you will find that David had a, had, had a woman problem. David, David, and I'm not going to get into all the details because I don't have time, but, but we know that David was somewhere he shouldn't have been. He saw a woman uh, uh, taking a bath, and he, and he took her and committed adultery with her. He, he, he to cover his tracks, he, he tried to deceive his, her, her husband who was off at war, had him come back, and, and y'all, y'all know the story. When you, when you do something bad, you got to keep doing bad stuff to cover up the other bad stuff. You got to keep lying. If you lie one time, you got to lie again to cover that lie. And, 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 and if you're going to be a liar, you better have a good memory. Best thing to do is just don't lie. Amen? Bad as my memory is, I'd never get away with nothing. Amen? But you, he, he constantly, he ends up killing Uriah, her husband, killing him. And, it's, and all the while, Absalom is watching him. All the while, his son is watching him. All the while, his son sees what his daddy's doing, and he sees the behavior of his father. And you know what I found out? I, I looked at some things in these chapters, and I, I encourage you to go home and read all of 2 Samuel. But I found out that David wanted what he couldn't have. David desired what he had no right to. David committed sexual sin. David killed to get what he wanted. And you know what? If we'll study Absalom's life, Absalom wanted what he had no right to. Preacher, what are you saying? He killed Amnon, the firstborn. And, and, and if you read this story, it makes it sound like, oh, he killed him. Because see, Amnon raped his sister. That's bad enough. And, 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 and that I would probably, I would probably uh, uh, lose my mind and, and kill you too if you did that to my sister. And I can understand that part. And I can understand his feelings and, and his activity on that. But that wasn't the full story. When you dig deeper into it, you'll find out that he went and tried to take the kingdom from his father. Now we'll see the real story because, see, Amnon was the firstborn. He was the one with a right to the throne. And, see, it wasn't about revenge. On the surface, it looked like revenge. But when you really look at it, he wanted to kill the firstborn so he could get what he had no right to. He did just like his daddy. He wanted something he had no right to. He committed sexual sin. When he run his father out of town, his father left had, uh, 10 of his wives there in town, 
and he committed sexual sin with all of them. Now, David did it in secret, but Absalom put a tent up. Now, this is how crazy this is. Absalom put a tent up on the, on the palace there so all of Israel knew he was committing sexual sin. You know what that teaches me? What may be small in my life will be big in my child's life. What I may sow just a little bit of, I may reap a lot of in my child's life. He committed sexual sin, just like his father. He wanted what he couldn't have, just like his father. He killed to get what he wanted, just like his father. You know what? This song rings true in David's life. Number one, David's record, my son was just like me. I remember, I remember several years ago, I've told this story here before, but it fits so perfect here. I got to tell it again. If you heard it, act like you never heard it. But I've been here 14 years. I'm starting to run out of stories. Amen. Uh, we had a, we had a, a uh, I think it was 4th of July, if I remember right. And I was pastoring in South Carolina and I was living in the parsonage and there was a big wood deck on the back of the house. Big wood deck on the back of the house. And, uh, and, and my mom and dad came up to visit. And, uh, you know, dad was wanting to bless me and me and Tammy. And so we went to the store and he bought this brand new gas grill, propane gas grill. I mean, a nice one. And, and, and the only problem was it was on 4th of July and we couldn't find nowhere open to get the propane. I lived in Barnes, was a little country, country town where I was pastoring. So we couldn't find nowhere. I mean, we went everywhere in the world to find propane for this stupid grill and we couldn't find it nowhere. So I got a bright idea. I'm always having bright ideas. I take, the, I take the, the propane parts out of the grill, all the, the guts out of the grill, take them all out, and I went and bought me a bag of that Kingsford charcoal. I filled the whole bottom up with Kingsford charcoal. Lit it up. Man, whew, here we go. Have the fire. It's, it's red, hot, glowing white. and I mean, it's just it's great. Cook the steaks. I couldn't be no better. I'm telling you, I come, I'm, I'm a regular MacGyver. Shut the lid on the, on the grill. And uh, we go inside, and we're kicked back in the recliner. I mean, we're just having a big time, resting and, and, and enjoying the, 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 the big meal we just ate. And my wife goes to the door, looking over to, the, uh, uh, to the, 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 the deck on the outside, and she turns and says to me, Baby, is the deck supposed to be on fire? <laughs> With no alarm, no excitement, no anxiety. I mean, just as calm as can be. Honey, is the deck supposed to be on fire? I thought, come on. She says, no, really, it's on fire. <laughs> I jump up, and all that, all that coal in the bottom of that grill melted. The, uh, the under part of that grill fell down on the wheel and melted the plastic wheel, and it dumped the grill over. All that coal's on the deck, and it's on fire. My dad said, this grill's defective, amen. <laughs> it's the, I said, it's not defective, it's propane. And I shouldn't tell this because he's here. He'll whip me after serve, but I'm going to tell it. He said, let's take it back. <laughs> I said, what are we going to say? There's no propane in it. Spontaneous combustion, I don't know what happened, you know. After that was over, I had to fix the deck. I had burn spots all over it, man. I had to went and got some wood, and I was sitting there, 
and, and, uh, and I'd, I'd take my tape measure and I'd measure the board and I'd cut it and we'd put it in place, nail it down. And then I'd take my tape measure and I'd, I'd measure it out, make my mark, put it on my hip. And, and, and I was doing that. And I'd done that. And the kids was outside playing. And, uh, and you know, when, when you're doing your thing, you think they're doing their thing. You think they don't know what you're doing. You don't know what they're doing. We're just all doing our thing. And, and I got down to the, what, probably second to the last board. And, and, I'm, and for some reason, instead of putting it up, my tape measure on my hip, I just set it on the deck. And I go to put the, the board into place. And, and uh, at that time, Becca was in diapers. And, uh, and, and couldn't keep clothes on the girl. I don't know what it was. I mean, that's a bad sign. Amen. But she, uh, she was running around. And, and she's going to kill me right after service too. Amen. Uh, but I turned around and looked. And she was standing there in her diaper. And she had that tape measure. And doing this number. <laughs> Trying to hook that tape measure on her diaper like she saw her. And I looked. And here's the thing that you get from this. You may think you're doing your thing and they're not watching you. Because some of the things that we do, we don't want them to know. But they're watching. I thought she was in her own little world. I thought she was playing and doing her thing. I didn't think she was paying no attention to me whatsoever. And the next thing I know, she's acting just like David's record. It's pretty bad. Because Absalom was just like him. And, and guys, we need to understand something. Uh talk is cheap you ever heard that phrase do as I, I say and not as I do how many of y'all ever heard that how many of y'all ever said that how's that working for you it don't work does it number two we see David's regret but I want you to see or excuse me David's record number two David's regret you see here's what happened because he, he saw, and, and, and this, is, this is the crazy part. Absalom probably thought his daddy got away with all that stuff. Because see, the children don't always understand that the stupid things we do, we end up paying for them. But when they see us do it, they don't see the repercussions right away. So in their minds, they think it's okay. So Absalom tries to do the same thing. He ends up running his own father out of the kingdom. Y'all with me? Read it. I don't have time to read it, but go read it. 2 Samuel. He ran his father out of the kingdom. He tried to overthrow his father, take over his father's throne. His father's gone. Now there's a battle. All right, now watch this. You got to get this. There's a battle, and his father, his father tells all of the lead soldiers and the commanders, he said, listen, this is, this is a bad deal. I know he's done horrible things, but be careful. He said, take it easy on my boy. He said, be gentle with Absalom. You know what that tells me? I don't care what they do. They're still ours. Even though Absalom wanted to kill his own father, his father still had love for his son. And he said, boys, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. You be careful with Absalom. You don't let nothing happen to Absalom. You win the battle, but be careful. Let him let, bring him to me safely. And we know that didn't happen. If you read through 
2 Samuel, you'll find that he runs under, he has long hair, and he runs under a certain tree, and the tree limbs grab his hair, and there he is, hanging, dangling, helpless. And they find him, and they throw darts through his heart, and they, they kill him. Throw him in a pit and pile stones up on him. And the messengers come back to David. And David's waiting on news, and he's waiting on... He's, he's waiting and he's worrying. He's waiting and he's worrying. And he gets the news. And the news is not good. And he finds out his son is dead. And this is what he says, 2 Samuel 18, 33. And the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, Thus he said, oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. I wished I would have died. I wished it had been me. Why couldn't it have been me? I believe with all of my heart that David's thoughts were being haunted by the stupidity in his own life. And he saw in Absalom the same foolishness that he had seen. And in his mind, he was saying, this is my fault. I can't tell you how many times I sat in the courtroom with a parent when when justice was coming upon their child and, and that parent was saying, I wished it was me. I wished it was me. Wished it was me. And they know in their heart, they know that the what they it's not what they hear, it's what they see, and they will do what they see. I don't want them to be this way. I don't want them to have these failures. I don't want them to have these weaknesses. Ladies and gentlemen, it don't matter what we want, it's what it is. And David had great regret. When David looks over his record and his lifestyle in front of his son, Absalom, he knows that he is being just what I was, and he is in the grave now because of my lifestyle in front of him. And oh, he had deep regret. Deep regret. Now, if we, if we stopped right here, all of us fathers would need to drink. We would need a nerve pill right about now because we would be in depression because I promise you this, I don't care how good a daddy you are, you got some regret somewhere. I can look over my life and the things I wished I could have changed and the things I, I, I wish I could hit replay. I wish I could, I could hit a button and go start all over again. I wish I could do, I wish I could, I could be for my first child what I've been now for my last child. Because by that time, you got it figured out. How many of y'all are firstborns in here? Anyway, raise your hand. If you were a firstborn child, raise your hand real, real high, real high. Uh, you know what? Y'all got shafted. <laughs> you know why? Because when you come along, we didn't know nothing. And everything was a big deal. Everything. So y'all caught it. And by the last one, Either we realized it wasn't a big deal or we was too tired to care. <laughs> Amen? 
And, and, and I believe that's true, that, that the baby, they get spoiled, and then and the firstborn, they did, you know, because we finally figured out. And I wished, honest to God, I wished I could go back again and start over with Jordan. But I can't. I don't have that button. I don't have that ability. So there's a ton I regret. There's a ton that I'm sorry for. There's, there's a ton that I, I just, man. But, number three, I, kept read, I keep reading my Bible. And I want you to see David's redemption. Not David's record, not David's regret, but David's redemption. You see, there was another little fellow that came along. And his name was Solomon. And you see, Absalom seen everything that his father did wrong and he acted just like him but when Solomon come along David said I ain't gonna do that again and what David messed up with Absalom he made up with Solomon now how do you know that Solomon turned out pretty good Solomon was probably it's arguable it, it, you know, some people argue that David was the greatest king of Israel, but, 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 but Solomon, he built Israel even greater than his father did, had more riches and splendor and glory than his father did, uh, was in a time of peace the whole time that his father wasn't. I mean, Solomon was the man. And you say, well, what has that got to do with anything? Go through the Proverbs. Go through the Proverbs. If you go through the Proverbs, you'll find several times he talks about the instruction of a father. Heed the instruction of a father. Pay attention to your daddy. Listen to your father when he speaks to you. And I believe with all of my heart, how many times do you see him talking about a strange woman? I believe David sat him down all from his little, just being a little child raising up. And I believe he was teaching him and telling him and helping him and giving him all the instruction he could. And I believe he told him, Solomon, stay away from the women. They will mess you up. Look at it. Read. Have y'all ever read Proverbs? It's all, where do you think he got that? I started thinking about that. Boy, David messed up bad with Absalom. But Solomon turned out okay. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Let's make up for it. I can't go back. I can't go back when Jordan was born. I got it in my mind right now. As I'm thinking, I'm looking at y'all out here. I remember the day I walked out of the maternity ward holding her in my hands. I remember that day. I mean, it's vivid. I can't go back to that day. I wish to God I could. But I can do something for today and tomorrow and the next day. Y'all with me? You see, we got we to forget about what we can't change. Forget about it into the point that it causes, us, it causes us depression. We need to remember where we messed up, but we need to make up for where we messed up. Are y'all with me? Hey, it's not over. And as long as you're breathing, it's not over. I'm going to be a little transparent right here. Uh, sometimes that's hard. Sometimes when, when with your firstborn or whoever, you've kind of messed it up pretty good. 
and then you, gotta, you go to try to fix it up, they got an attitude. Because now they're mad about it. And, and, and when you try to make up for it, when you try to make up for it, uh, this is what, oh, now you want to do something. And this is what happens. I know y'all probably a lot better than me, but this is what happens. As a man, when, when uh, a child, my child especially, or your whatever, when they disrespect you, you automatically catch your attitude because that's how we're wired. Because we're wired to, to, to have respect from our, our, to be the leader there at the follower. And God wired us to be leaders. And when, when there's disrespect, it, it causes anger and, and, and attitude. So, so they got an attitude because of what we've done. And now when they got an attitude with us, and when, now, now we got an attitude. And, and, and so uh, they got an attitude, we got an attitude, the world's going to have an attitude. And, and we get frustrated because they got an attitude. You say, well, what are they supposed to do? They're not supposed to have attitude. Yeah, and you're supposed to be something when they was two. So I got to look at this thing, and I'm just, being, I'm, just, I'm just opening my house up, and you see what's at my house. So I don't, I, I don't know if, if, you, if you, whatever you feel about this, I'm just telling you this is the deal. There was times I was at funeral homes when I should have been at my kid's ball game. There was times I was doing ministry work, uh, and, 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 and there's, a, there's a fine line between serving God and serving the church. Because sometimes the church can have unhealthy expectations of the preacher that's not even human. And in an effort to please everybody, I disappointed my kids. And I wish I could go change that. And sometimes when I try to make it up, there's still that resentment and there's still that attitude and there's still that anger. And sometimes I wish, I wish it went all Well, when they got attitude, now I get attitude. So what do we do? What do we do? As a father, now I'm not saying this is easy and I'm not saying I'm good at this, but I'm trying. When you try to make it up and they catch an attitude, you don't. But, but you're the father. You started it. It was your activity that got them here. They didn't ask to come. And they didn't ask, they didn't ask for you not to be there when they needed you there. So let's take the lead and drop in the attitude. And when they catch your attitude, don't get one. Because I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Because I come from a long line of attitude having type persons. <laughs> Say amen, Dad. Go ahead. Help me out. Say this with me. A soft answer. I need everybody. A soft answer. Turneth away wrath. When they catch your attitude, keep the volume low. And don't catch one. Because if you'll love them back, it may take a little while. But they'll see you're trying. But have you noticed that, that anger reproduces anger? And if you catch an attitude, they're just going to automatically respond. But they caught an attitude first. Put your big boy britches on and hush. 
Are y'all with me? And let's be daddies. Let's be daddies. You, you wouldn't have no problem taking a bullet for your kid, but you have a big problem shutting your mouth. Amen? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching us guys. I'm one of your kind. I know what, hey. I would take a bullet for my kid, but sometimes I have the hardest time just keeping my mouth shut and realizing they may have a right to feel that way. They may have a right to have that resentment, even though it's not right with God. All you young people in here, when your, your parents screw up on you, you don't have a right to be bitter. You don't have a right to be bitter. Nowhere in the Bible does it say we have a right to be bitter. But I do understand. And so let's work together. And instead of having a David and Absalom relationship, we can have a David and Solomon relationship. Are y'all with me? Let's redeem it. Let's start today. God knows I wish I could change yesterday, but I can't. Let's start today. Let's just. And it's not going to be easy. When they catch an attitude, just say, I love you. And just keep coming back. And just keep trying. And just keep trying. Until God does something in their heart that we can't do. And he will. And all God's people say it. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. Thank you for the opportunity to come to your house to, to pray and to, to, to sing and to be encouraged. Father, help us to be better daddies. And Lord, help, help, help all those children that's had poor examples in front of them. Help all those children that are struggling with resentment and bitterness because they had a daddy that was sorry. Help them to be able to find forgiveness in their heart. Help those daddies who are trying to restore relationships to be patient and to have wisdom to know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. Father, just help us all to be better. Help us all to have better relationships. We want to David and Solomon relationship, not a David and Absalom. I pray your perfect will be done today. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, I want to I ask all the fathers to come and find a place right here at this altar. Ladies, you just, just make a way for these fathers to get up here. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray a blessing over you. I'm going to pray God's touch on you. You need help. I need help. Just come and stand right here at this altar. Just come and stand. Just pile up right here. Just, just get close. Just get close. Just make a way, ladies. Make a way for them to be able to come. Come on. Just, just come close. Come close. they got a bunch of them. Come close. Just pile in here. Pile in here. Pile in here. Come on in. Slide over, guys. Slide over so they can come. Slide over. Slide over. Slide over. Slide over. Slide on in. Slide on in. Slide on in. Slide on in. Guys, put, put a hand on the shoulder. Put a hand on the shoulder. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to pray for each other. I want you to pray for the man next to you. I'll pray out loud, but we're going to pray for each other, okay? We're going to pray that God will help us. God will encourage us. Every father in here. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you asking for your touch. I'm asking for your, your help and your anointing. 
God, there's so much that we need to do. There's so much repair work that needs to be done. There's so much help that we need to have. God, we, we've got so much regret. But God, I pray that you'll help us to forget the things that we've done wrong and go forward and do the things we need to do right. I pray that you'll repair the resentment in the child. I pray that you'll repair the bitterness in the child. I pray that you'll help them find forgiveness. Lord, help us as we, we not only need wisdom when we need help and we need encouragement. Lord, I pray that you'll help us be the leaders in our home. Help us to know we've got to take the first step. God, we've got to take the first step. We've got to take the, 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 the initiative to make this relationship what it needs to be and rebuild what the devil has tried to take down. God, I pray that you'll be with every man, every father, every husband. God, I pray, Lord, that you'll move in an awesome way in their life. I pray that today will be a day of change. I pray that today will be a day of transformation. I pray today will be the first day of a great relationship the rest of their life with their children. God, I pray that your perfect will will be done in this place. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you for all that you've done and what we know you're going to do. In Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the Father said, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand.